Hello, everybody. Welcome to Camp Codger. Join us as three old guys share their often humorous, occasionally inspirational, and sometimes serious insights into this crazy experience called the golden years. Hi, I'm Gary Ebersall. Richard Kipling here. And I'm Randy Schultz. We're going to start a segment on the show called Old Codger Moments. You know what? If you're listening to this podcast, you've had a codger moment. We guarantee it. You probably didn't want to call it that, but that's really what it was. So, hey, Richard, have you had a codger moment lately? Had one today where I'm walking along and, you know, I pride myself on being pretty fit and a fast walker. I got passed by two gray-haired codgerettes. Absolutely left in the dust. That's my codger moment. I wasn't happy about that. Gary, how about you? Did you have a codger moment lately? You know, I actually <laughs> feel really good about the fact that I survived a whole week without having a codger moment. I got to admit, I've got a codger moment from this week. This is actual true. I don't want to admit it. I lost my wallet. Oh, gosh. Totally lost it? I lost my wallet. I did not know where I put it. I've, I've got this little habit, and you guys may have this habit too. Um, when I leave the house, I put my wallet in, my, in a certain pocket. Yes. I put it in my left front pocket. I gave up putting it in my, in my back pocket a long time right. ago because I got tired of sitting on my wallet. Right. That's just not comfortable. Right. So it's in my front left pocket. I always know where it is. My keys are in my front right pocket. Right. I take my dog out for a walk. I'm walking around. I feel down there in my pants. My wallet is gone. And the sad thing is I drove, uh, Patty and I, my wife and I, drove the dog to the dog park walk. And so we had already broken the law by me driving without my wallet. (laughs) Criminal act. That's that's an old codger moment all by itself, right? Yes. So I get home. I'm all upset about it. I get home, I look in the top drawer where my wallet would be if it wasn't in my pocket. It's always in this particular spot Mm -hmm. in my top drawer. I'm one of those people who puts things like wallets and keys back in the same place. Well, my wallet is not there either. So I start looking around the house. I don't know where to look anymore. I've looked in all the obvious places. Now, now what I didn't tell you is I'm wearing a new pair of pants. It's one of these pair of pants that has about 17,000 pockets. It's got cargo <laughs> pockets. It's got little pockets behind the cargo pocket. It's got little zipper pockets. It's like I got more pockets than I know what to do with. And I'd never worn these pants before. So I'm, I'm looking through all these pockets and guess what I found? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> my wallet in the wrong pocket. Oh, well, of no. course, it's the wrong pocket because it's a new pair of pants. But it's like, man, did I feel like an old codger. Way too familiar. Way <laughs> too familiar. Do you find yourself, uh, uh, every time you go somewhere, kind of checking every pocket for, let's see, wallet here, this, this, this. I never used to do that. But I do it now. I check for keys. I check for wallet. Check for make sure I got a credit card with me. Make sure I've got you know a little bit of cash every time. And I lose things like you say, just exactly yeah. the same way. Well, that's that's my life in terms of checking pockets and whatnot. That, yep. I do that every <laughs> single time, except for this this time where my wallet was someplace where it wasn't supposed to be, and for some reason I didn't check that. 
Well, a weird. appropriate codger response is don't change the style of pants you wear. <laughs> <That's good. laughs> yeah, that, Gary, that's my takeaway from this story. I'll oh, tell you good. what. I'm going to wear the same kind of pants for the rest of my life. And if you're Richard, you're going to wear the same pair. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> before tossing them into the wash. <laughs> Oy. Oy. All right, enough of that. Ladies and gentlemen, campers and counselors, let's talk about amazing old folks. You know, one of the things that we have fun with on this podcast is coming up with topics and then doing a little bit of research. So we've actually got some stuff to talk about. In the course of researching amazing old folks, I found some incredible, fun, amazing, spectacular people that have done things later in their lives. So I'm going to just start with one. And this, I'm going to start with an obvious one because some of these people are going to be famous. You're going to know all about them. But it's still okay to re- reminisce about those people. But we're also going to discover some people that you've never heard of. So my first one is the astronaut, John Glenn. When mm-hmm. I was a wee one mm-hmm. in elementary school, we followed his orbits around the Earth in 1962. He was the first American astronaut to orbit the Earth. At the age of 77... He was given the opportunity to go back into space. And you might remember this, but on the space shuttle Discovery, over the course of nine days, he was able to go back into space. And this time he orbited the Earth 134 times at the age of 77. So I just think he is one of the coolest people ever. Mm. And I applaud him for that. It's great. Excellent. Just great. John Glenn. I love the guy. Oh, yeah. John Glenn. Fantastic. Fantastic. So, Gary, do you have have a a candidate for an amazing old folk? I do. Actually, this was a fun list put together because I hardly had to do any research. You just start thinking about old people that you know and their accomplishments. I'm going to start with somebody that we all know. I find it kind of stunning. It's Nancy Pelosi. She's 82 years old. And when you think about it, she's the most powerful woman in the United States. Yes, yes. And she's number three in succession, but she gets things done. She's controlling this really unruly caucus. In fact, the caucus Mm. brings back that old Will Rogers saying is, I don't belong to an organized political party. I'm a Democrat. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But in reality, Pelosi has controlled this caucus and she's delivered. Let me go a a very different direction. I just want to talk about somebody I met recently on a walk. And we got into conversation and I played reporter and learned things about her. She's 81 years old. Her name is Melinda. She retired after more than 40 years of teaching fourth grade in a low income area in Metro LA. She said she wouldn't change a minute of her life when it came to this teaching and felt so strongly about giving poor children a fighting chance to make something of themselves. She's retired, as I said, but she still volunteers for school districts to help them through their days. That's great. I I don't think I have an actual person I have met on my list, so good for you. All right, I got another one. Mr. Peter Roger. Peter Roger. Does that name ring a bell? It sounds familiar. Not the thesaurus guy. Yes, the thesaurus guy. 
He invented the thesaurus at the age of 73. And then for the next 17 years, personally was the editor and made and, and supervised all the changes to each succeeding new edition of the book, mm. which means he was working on his book and the revisions until he was 90. Mm. That's amazing. Actually, Mr. Roger began keeping lists of words as a young man, but he didn't publish the, the source right away. He, it took him a long time to, to compile all that information and all those words and whatnot. When the book came out and people read the book, they were amazed, impressed, astounded, dumbfounded, <laughs> awestruck, thunderstruck, <laughs> and delighted. I've got a really great story. B's mother's cousin lives in Florida. And when B and I were traveling back from visiting her son in Florida three years ago, we decided to drop by and see Vera. Now, this time when we visited, Vera was 99 years old. B hadn't seen her for years, but we got the directions to her house. She was looking forward to seeing us, but we arrived a little bit early, knocked in the door. And this sweet old lady comes to the door greets us warmly hmm. and we're following into the house and as we get into the kitchen there's this music in the background and you and vera suddenly says alexa off now you're thinking <laughs> this is a 99 year old lady that has an all-functioning alexa in her house I, w I was so so taken by this woman it was just quite amazing that's and, sweet and she's still alive she's 102 now alexa off <laughs> So I'm going to go. I have not asked his permission to uh, talk about him, so I'm just going to use his first name. He is a friend of mine. His name is Don. He's 86 years old. He made a ton of money running financial organizations and was able to retire early, you know, I think in his mid-50s. But he has spent several decades, among other things, he has visited what he calls battered societies, countries around the world, all over the world, that have had not a scintilla of the fortune that we have. They've experienced famine, drought, civil war, and just plain poverty. But he decided he would just help in a small way by assisting in these countries, assisting financing the dreams of young entrepreneurs. I'm not sure how he located them, but he has people who have become close friends who are you know, a third his age, 25 to 40, and he has helped them on their entrepreneurial way and had great success with this. The people have opened inns and done, invented some things, done things that have helped their communities and their societies. He has truly made, truly made a difference in people's lives, literally, uh, one by one, and in the lives of many of these communities in these countries that are so hurt by their uh, position in the world. Nice. Wow, that's really inspiring. Well, I've got uh, my next candidate is Anna Mary Robertson Moses. Now, some of you know her as Grandma Moses. Oh, okay. She started painting at the age of 76. And she only started painting because arthritis made it too hard for her to hold an embroidery needle. She was a real fan of embroidering and couldn't do that any longer. So she took up oil painting. She had no formal training, but she painted every day for 25 years. 
do the math, she was 101 when she stopped painting. She died at 101. She was still painting right up into the very end of her life. Her paintings are now found in museums all over America and probably the world, but she's a famous American artist who never even picked up a paintbrush to do any fine art painting until she was 76 years old. That's incredible. I've got one in what I call everyday people. It's a Frenchman named Robert Marchand. What struck me when I first read it, oh God, it was seven or eight years ago. I had to go dig this out because I I recall reading the article and think, wow, I'm impressed. This guy was a bicycle rider into, into his hundreds. When he was 101, he set the world record for distance covered in an hour. He rode 15 miles in one hour. Now, this is at 101. I ride regularly. For me to stay at a steady pace of 15 miles yeah, an hour. It's work. For, now, we got hills here. He was on a track. But nonetheless, this guy was 101, and he rode 15 miles an hour for a straight hour. And he kept setting records until he was 108. He finally stopped riding outside when he couldn't hear the traffic, and he died at 110. I'm impressed. I want to be riding my bicycle when I'm 108. You know what? I want to be able to look at a bicycle and say, hey, that's a bicycle. (laughs) Recognition is good enough. (laughs) Yeah. Well, Gary, I want to tee off on yours because I had a similar thing. It was not an individual, but it was on celebrating older athletes. In 2015, a 100-year-old ran the 100 meters in 26 seconds. But what I want to go to is this. I was on a work assignment some years ago that took me to Palo Alto. There was an event in town and participants were all over the hotel I was staying in. Well, it was a kind of senior Olympics event. There were dozens of athletes, men and women, virtually all with lots of gray hair and lots of wrinkled skin, There were lots of 70-somethings, many 80-somethings, and more than a few 90-somethings, all competing in events like swimming, biking, running, and race walking. And all had this kind of can-do spirit about them. They were really active in the lobby and out on the patio and all. These were not uh, couch potatoes, Randy. Uh, Every one of them got their butts off the couch to do fairly (laughs) incredible physical activities, incredible at least for their age. I greatly admire these people. They're my motivators. They're my heroes. Seeing them made me, you know, when I got home, I started my own regimen of new exercise. If these guys can walk around the Rose Bowl and takes them an hour and a half, but they're 90 years old, I can surely walk around the Rose Bowl in, in 50 or 60 minutes since I'm in my 70s. The attitude they brought and that I brought back was just infectious. So I'm going to pick, just for a quick one, one that still amazes me because I'm a fanboy. It's Willie Nelson. <laughs> Willie is 89 years old. Yeah, that's good. He's still touring. He's still composing. He has to sit in a chair in the stage now. He's still out there on the tour bus. Uh, I'm impressed. I've always been a Willie fan, but the fact that he's 89 and still on the road again. That is so great. I I saw him on a Facebook video literally within the last week. And I think he's performing with his son. There's like a little Lucas and Micah. Lucas, yeah. Like a little family Nelson band. And they are all so good. 
Mm-hmm. And Willie, you know, he's not leading the band anymore, but they put him in the center because he's still the star, right? Yeah. yeah. Any Anytime you can keep doing what you love in your late 80s and beyond, gosh, that's just so amazing. Wonderful. All right. I want to close with somebody that we may not have heard of, but another one that's really, for me, is really inspirational. Dorothy Davenhill Hirsch actually went to the North Pole at the age of 89. Uh, In 1980, Miss Hirsch, along with her husband and daughters, began extensive world travels. In August of 2004, at the age of 89, she reached the North Pole and was designated by the Guinness Book of World Records as the oldest person to ever reach the North Pole. And I got to tell you, Santa and Mrs. Claus were delighted that she was there. (laughs) They treated her like the star that she is. I am so inspired by her and everybody else we just mentioned. I, I had a lot of fun with this topic. Folks out there in camp... We're probably going to do another episode of Amazing Old Folks because we've got way more notes than we could cover mm-hmm. today. This is a great topic. By the way, why don't you send us some of your nominees? Who do you think is an amazing old person? Great idea. Yeah, excellent. In your comments, send some amazing old folks that we can include in, in the next episode of this. As always, we love your comments. We love your likes. We love your follows. Tell your friends about Camp Codger, and we'll see you next week in camp. Join us next week when we discuss how the media we grew up with has changed and explore ideas on how we can deal with today's media tsunami. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, sign up at campcodger.com to receive email updates about new episodes. As always, we would be delighted if you left a comment below. You can also join the fun by checking out Camper Corner on our website.